Welcome to the Charlotte Business Podcast, the podcast where business owners in and around the Charlotte, North Carolina area share their stories, their struggles, and the obstacles they overcame in growing their business to success. We hope these stories are an inspiration to others wanting and trying to start their own businesses and give consumers a better understanding of our local business community. I am your host, Sebastian McShane. Hello, friends. In this episode, we are going to meet Andrew Ashur from Lucent Drone Technologies. He is an amazing guy who saw a need to protect workers who clean buildings and roofs. Normally, when you have a building cleaned or a roof cleaned, it involves men using lifts, ladders, ropes, scaffolding, whatever it takes to reach the areas that need to be cleaned. Well, whenever you have people up in the air, there is a higher chance of liability. All it takes is one accident, and not only can you lose your cleaning business, but an employee can lose a life. Lucent Drone Technologies have developed a system to clean that utilizes drone technology, which is amazing. Workers stay on the ground and they can get the job completed faster. It's a fascinating story. Before we talk to Andrew, let me tell you about how you can get more customers to grow your business. As you know, if you are growing a business without customers, you really have no business. And to get customers, you must get the word out about your company. You need to share your story. Subtomic Productions can help you do exactly that. At Subtomic Productions, they will work with you to create video content and or photography that you can use in all of your social media and on your website. They can even help you create a podcast where you can share your story, talk about new technologies, share your thoughts and ideas, or just be entertaining to your customers. Subtomic Productions have several packages available to help you share your company's story with your community. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a single video or photo, or you want to create a campaign over several months. Subtomic Productions will work with you to create content that will get you the results you are looking for. And they can do it for about the same as you are currently spending on your advertising, maybe even less, and with better results. This is a return on relationships, because once people hear your story and get to know you through your media content, they want to see you succeed. They want to do business with you. You and your company are elevated to friendship status because you develop a relationship with them, and they will keep doing business with you and tell their friends to do business with you. Contact Subtomic Productions today and find out how they can work with you to grow your business. Contact them at subtomicproductions.com. That's S-E-B-T-O-M-A-C Productions, all one word, dot com. Now let's get to the interview with Andrew and find out how he and his friends put together a company that helps to keep people safe. All right, I'd like to welcome to the show today Andrew Asher from Lucid Drone Technology in Charlotte, North Carolina. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Happy awesome. to be here. So uh, tell me a little background about yourself. Where are you from? I'm from Northern Virginia, born and raised. Uh, ultimately came down to Davidson College to play baseball. Had a lot of fun with that. Actually went on a super regional run with the team my sophomore year. So some great memories were made and Baseball is ultimately what led me to meet one of my co-founders, Adrian, 
and that's originally how the the team got together. So, cool. Cool. so it's a long, long friendship that started into a business. Yes, yes, that's, that's the best way to do it. Amen to that. Yeah, and um, so what what brought you to Charlotte? Ah, uh, gosh, well, it was really Davidson that that brought me first. I was looking to play Division One baseball, but also go somewhere with high quality academics and. Mm-hmm. Davidson was a perfect blend of that. Got to play schools like Duke, UNC, you name it. And we really did have the chance to compete on the national stage. And that sophomore season was a fun one. We finished the season ranked in the top 25, knocked off UNC, the number two team in the country, and then ultimately lost to Texas A&M in the round of 16. But great memories were made. And then uh, what was our junior year? It was a fall. Um, Adrian and one of his best friends from freshman year, David, our third co-founder, they were kicking around this idea and ultimately pulled me in and the whole band got together and we just ran with it from there. Awesome, awesome. So talk about uh, Lucid Drone technology. How, how did that develop? How did that start? So I'd say we really started the company out of humanitarian concern. We saw this need where there were human workers hanging off the side of a building having to clean And our first thought was, how has no one found a way to utilize existing technology to make this a safer occupation? So we just became fixated with this concept of drone cleaning. Could we find a way to utilize drone technology to effectively relocate those workers to the ground and have the drones fly up to these heights to do the same cleaning? And it was really an evolution story, to say the least, where we recognized the most important thing we could do is at first, go prove out the concept. So we went and uh, we we first just showed that we could fly a drone, connect it to a cleaning system, and have it spray some semblance of liquid onto the surface. Mm-hmm. And from there, it evolved a whole lot more, but not sure how much you want me to dive into that right here at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that as we go. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so just to make everyone clear on this, you use a drone to clean buildings. Yes. So, okay, so um, I don't imagine you go to Best Buy and buy a drone no, and catch no. a hose to it. And talk about your drones. How, yes, how it's it's up? really an industrial-sized drone. So it's what's referred to as a hexacopter. It has six motors. Each motor swings a really big propeller, roughly 23 inches large. And at full capacity, our drone can lift as much as 160 pounds. So very powerful pieces of equipment. But what it ultimately allows us to do is to fly at great heights with a lot of hose attached and be able to dispense water and cleaning solutions in order to effectively clean different surfaces from windows to brick to roofs, you name it. And that's really what our our company is centered around. Rather than needing to use ladders, lifts, and scaffolds Mm -hmm. to suspend human workers, you can now relocate those workers to the ground and fly the drone up there to do the same job. And that's a lot safer. A whole lot safer. Hard to fall off the building. Yes, (laughs) yes. Gravity is hard to overcome. Right. Um, So um, you develop, are you design and build your own drones? Yes, we do. So we do our own in-house manufacturing. And what that allows us to do is really control the product. Because most people think drones and they're thinking of video applications, uh, sometimes mapping with different LIDARs and so on. And those are all fixed payload applications. You know the weight of the camera. That's not going to change whether your drone is 10 feet off the ground or 100 feet off the ground. One of the issues we really had to solve for was this problem of variable payload. For each successive foot we go up in height, you're carrying more and more hose, which therefore means more and more weight. So there was a lot of tuning and programming in order to get the drone to 
self-stabilize well under this type of condition. All right. So uh, describe briefly or in detail, however, yes. exactly how you clean a building with a drill. Sure. So traditionally, a cleaning company would show up in some form of a work vehicle, whether it's a truck, a van, you name it. And they'll have their cleaning system in, say, the bed of that truck or a trailer. That cleaning system would consist of like a pump that would then dispense cleaning solutions and water onto a surface at different pressures. And we've really designed our drone to integrate seamlessly with that process. So you would undo a hose reel from the bed of a truck and connect it to the bottom of our drone. And the type of cleaning we do, it's much less pressure washing and more of what's known as soft washing, where we're using lower pressures and then biodegradable cleaning solutions that really do the heavy lifting of the stain removal. Mm-hmm. And you would have to use the lower pressure because otherwise you just blow the drone off the building. Yes, that's <laughs> partly it. But also if you're looking at certain surfaces like brick or even windows, if you were to treat that with high pressure, you can do a lot of damage right. to the surface. So it's a very effective way to clean, but also a very safe way to clean. And that's something we really put our anchor down on. We want to be the safest option. Okay. So in starting this business uh, from concept to actually getting things going, what was the process in that? How, how difficult was yeah, it? What were some of the um, things you had to go through? The first thing I will say is it was an incredibly humbling journey. And there were many times and moments where we could have easily said, well, it's just not going to work. This is too difficult. And really what we did at first was we just wanted to prove that the, the concept was, was viable So we had a drone connected to cleaning system, like I said, Mm -hmm. and then we realized, okay, this could work, but we then had to learn how to clean. So we had to figure out the the chemistry side of it as well, what chemicals are best for different stains, different surfaces, you name it. So early on, what we set out to do, and this is all still while we were in college, um, we set out to be the cleaning company. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if you've ever cleaned any building exteriors, but it's a humbling endeavor. It's you know, hours and hours out in the sun. And we cleaned a lot of buildings by hand at first because what we wanted to do was intimately understand the pain points of the cleaning industry and what equipment they were using. And we cleaned over 50 different buildings and surfaces in this process of demonstrating that drones could clean effectively. And what we ultimately realized from this was there was a lot of value to be had by licensing and leasing the technology to cleaning companies because at the end of the day, it's their workers that hang off the side of a building. Right. They understand the value of the improved efficiency of our drone by, on average, we'll clean twice as quickly as you can by hand. So imagine being a cleaning company where we say we have this new tool, it's the shiniest tool in the toolkit, and it will help you do twice the amount of jobs every month. That's a lot of increased revenue potential, right. which has many owners celebrating. Right. So how many... Um, companies are using it now. So, so we, we just launched. We uh, we launched our first customer uh, right before the end of the new year, and that's been going really well. We've got a pipeline of many more that we'll be launching over the coming weeks. So mm-hmm. we're excited. We've got some, some big demos lined up as well. We'll be down in Atlanta at the end of this month. Uh, I don't want to say the name, but let's just say cleaning a very, very large structure down there. Wow. Check in in February to hear more. That's but, cool. That's cool. Awesome. Um, so let's talk some more about the drones. I'm kind of curious about the drones. Yeah. I do fly mm-hmm. drones, but okay. of course for photography, so it's not awesome. big monsters like you guys use. It's just the little sure. DJI drones and stuff. Um, when you build your drones, is, is it completely, I mean, did you have to 
design everything in it? Yeah, so the good majority of it, really from the, the frame layout and how the, the arms could fold, because part of what we wanted was we wanted to make this drone very easy to use, and if it was overly bulky or difficult to transport, difficult to set up, you're just creating a lot of friction for these ultimate customers. And for that reason, we decided to design our own drones because mm -hmm. it's a very different use case than what most drones are designed for. So there aren't any third-party off-the-shelf shelf drones we could have gone to and say just built a basic bracket around. We really had to design this drone from end to end, not just from a hardware perspective, but from a software perspective. Because if you're, say, using a drone for filming, you might want to be able to fly at high speeds and get some really cool shots. Right. Our drone, we want to fly at low speeds, we want to carry a lot of weight, and we want to always maintain stable flight. So we're operating under much different parameters than what a typical drone would be. And we wanted to be able to control every element of that where if there were ever something we noticed while we were cleaning, hey, this could really be improved, rather than having to go through the lag time of working with a third-party company, we can just go back to our warehouse and start designing around it. Okay. And... Um you say that there's a hose to it, so yep. are the drones tethered by the hose or the power Correct. source on the ground also? Correct. So they can okay. be tethered by both. We tether a hose, so the only thing the drone has to carry in order to clean is the weight of the hose and the solution inside of it. It doesn't have to carry a tank. It doesn't have to carry pumps, none of that. That all happens at the ground. But because we're tethered to the ground via a hose, we can also connect a grounded power source. So rather than saying need to use solely batteries to fly, you can fly for as long as you want off a generator in theory until the yeah. generator ran out of gas. Okay, that sounds neat. And um, do they are they all manually operated or do they have like a um, grid it, system? That it, it can be both. So I'd say to date we've mainly done manual flights, but we can program the drones as well. We've been able to prove that we can go to a side of a building pre-program an automated flight and enable these drones to fly and clean for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's a big focus of ours over the coming months is continuing to improve the automation capabilities and reduce the human error potential. So you have like mapping software that takes care of all of that? More or less. Yeah, okay, yes. that's, that's neat. Mm -hmm. And plus you make, make big crowds come watch your drones, it, I'm it's, sure. <laughs> it's funny, early on at some of our cleaning jobs, we joked it was almost like a spectator sport. Yeah. Typically, if you saw somebody cleaning a roof or washing windows, you'd probably look up, be like, okay, that's something, and just keep on walking. We would have crowds gathering. Yeah, so yeah I would imagine. It's, it's exciting because it's very new. It's an innovation that's very badly needed by the cleaning industry. But it is, it's eye-catching for those who haven't seen it. But <laughs> after a minute or two, you realize, oh, it's still just cleaning. Yeah, so. it's going to get boring after about mm -hmm. two minutes when exactly. it's just going slowly up. And then the shock factor over. wears off. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, uh, you handle licensing in, for pilots normally? Yes. Yeah. So part of what we offer these companies. Because you do have to be licensed to fly it. For correct. This. You need what's called your FAA Part 107 license. And that's a very basic test by the FAA. And part of our package, we help these companies train their employees on how to use the technology. So our company's main goal is to make these cleaning companies completely self-sufficient in using our technology mm -hmm. so that the window washer they have on the side of a building can be relocated to the ground and then operate our system instead. They're doing the same job, but without the liability that used to be involved. Okay, awesome. 
So what are your projections for the future and all this? What do you oh, I'd say there are, there are many projections and in a startup company, they evolve quite quickly. But what we realized is we've settled on the perfect first use case for industrial drones because we can operate legally today. There are tremendous number of cleaning companies and we're really solving some of the most visceral pain points of these cleaning companies, which is expensive equipment, inefficient operations, and of course, the liability aspect. Right. So we want to dig our heels in, really capture a lot of the market in the cleaning space and continue to scale there. But with a lot of the technology we've developed specifically for this use case of drone cleaning, it's something you can transfer to other realms within different drone applications. Mm -hmm. So. We've done a proof of concept test with painting. We'd like to later on explore industrial painting opportunities. We build heavy lift drones. So truthfully, the applications are endless on that front. And now with the ability to power tether our drones, there's a lot of commercial value in that as well. With the heavy lift drones, that's, what's your largest payload so far? So the motors on our drones uh, combined can lift up to 160 pounds. So Each motor or all, all you said all combined? All combined, yeah, combined. yep. Okay. That's so mm -hmm. can pretty much pick me up. <laughs> yeah, well, we joke with some people. We're like, if we just add another two motors and get slightly more powerful ones, we'll be uh, selling drones to fly you around and beat all the 77 traffic. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. You're going to uh, worry about the drone traffic in the air. <laughs> Talk a little bit about um, the, the process of um, growing your business. And, you yeah. Know, for, for anyone who's... Cause, our podcast is, is geared a lot toward people who are wanting to start a business okay. or wanting to grow a business. Sure. So what were some of the things you had to do yeah. to start your business and, and how you're growing mm -hmm. it? So I'd say the first thing uh, David, Adrian, and I really did was we sat down and we identified a problem that was happening. And that problem was there were people cleaning at great heights, which there's a lot of liability in. At the time, we weren't aware of how expensive it was. Um, and how many other problems we were solving, but we knew this was very clearly a problem and we wanted to address it. And from there, we, we set out to get a proof of concept with the product, just a, a minimum viable product. And once we did that, we were fortunate just with how things lined up. We were still juniors in college at the time. And we entered Davidson College's Venture Fund competition, okay. which paired you with a team of local mentors that had started their own businesses and had developed a, and garnered a lot of business acumen over their time, which was just a blessing for us as really young co-founders at the time because we always said we went into that competition with an idea, but truthfully, we weren't quite sure what kind of business we were building at the time. And through the, the expertise of, of those mentors, um, several of whom are still on our board of advisors, mm -hmm. which we're really thankful for, they they, no good thing when they see it too. I'm sure. Yes, you know, well, I, I'd like to. I'd like to hope so. But the the same is true of them for us. We recognize the value that they could bring, and we suck around them, and that's been a, a huge help for our company. So we went through that competition process. We were fortunate enough to be one of the co-winners, and right around that time, we were applying for accelerators to do over the summer between our our junior and senior year, when one of the program directors asked us, well, I, I really like this idea, so what would happen if you had a successful summer with us? Would you go back to college in, in the fall? And I'm sitting here scratching my head, like, I've gone through three years of college, I've got one left, of course I'm going to go back, I still have my senior year of baseball to play. Um, but then the, the more I thought about it, 
I, I looked at my transcript and realized, oh, I could get out of here a year early. So I ended up graduating in three years so that I could then spend that whole year focusing solely on the business, which ended up being a blessing because what we were able to do in that time was prove, one, that drone cleaning works and works well, but we also got to settle on our business model, which is focusing on the cleaning companies and leasing our technology to them. And right when Adrian and David then graduated, we were fortunate enough to have been accepted into Y Combinator, which is an accelerator program out in the Silicon Valley. And we just experienced tremendous growth out there, got to learn from some of the greatest startup minds, um, hear from co- the co-founders of Airbnb, mm-hmm. and learn from some of the most successful startups to date. So just being surrounded by that that positive momentum out there and other like-minded founders, we we really got to learn a lot. And what we like to say is we got the startup MBA in the course of a summer after we had proven a product, settled on a business model, and started to identify an eager list of customers. So things flowed kind of naturally from there. Awesome. Okay, so obviously this isn't a single-person endeavor. Talk about no. some of your staff and what they do and how they Sure. Help. So I, it really is a well-rounded operation, and we each have our own skill sets where we excel. Uh, the three co-founders are me, Adrian, and David. Adrian, where he excels, he's a phenomenal operations mind, very personable individual, and he he will sell you on our vision like you wouldn't believe. You sit down and talk with him, and you can just feel the fire and energy. So yeah. he's really great for us in managing some of these later stage relationships on the sales side because you you listen to him talk, and it's just contagious. Mm-hmm. And then David, he's he's brilliant with the numbers and the strategy. He's a, a math and econ major, so he uh, he could sit down and look at financial projections much longer than I ever could and enjoys every single minute of it and is very talented on that end. And I'd say where he really excels is the attention to detail. You know, he there's a lot of different aspects that go into running a business, and he makes sure from an accounting standpoint, a legal standpoint, that everyone and everything's getting taken care of. And uh, we also have a mechanical engineer, Jeremy, and you name the hardware product you're trying to build, he can find a way to build it. He's very talented on that end. Um, in about a week, we will also have a software engineer joining us who mm-hmm. comes from a very deep experience, deep background in drone technology uh, with a lot of the, the hardware and embedded systems that we're using on our drones, which will be a nice addition. Cool, cool. And it's going to continue to grow, I hope? Yes, yes, <laughs> that's, that's the, the plan. Awesome. Um, anything else you'd like to share with other oh, entrepreneurs goodness. out there or about your business? or? There, there are so many things. I don't even know where <laughs> to dive in. Um, I, I think one of the biggest things with starting a company is you have to get accustomed to this, this concept of failing and failing fast, but also right. reshaping your perspective on failure. Because failure is not final unless you let it be. There are many moments where we experience technical difficulties or um, frustrating customers, you name it, where we might have said, this just doesn't make sense, it's too hard, it's too difficult. But at these setbacks and challenges, I'd say what we really realized was those moments of what seemed to be failure were also opportunities for growth and Mm -hmm. almost acted like a springboard. We recognized one thing wasn't working, so rather than packing up and going home, we sat down we analyzed the problem and we came up with a solution and worked tirelessly to execute on it. And I'd say that's the biggest thing with starting a company is it 
comes down a lot to the founding team or if you're a solo founder, what your character and personality is like. If you're willing to put in the time, effort, and energy and you're open-minded to thinking outside the box and not crumbling when you face that first setback, good things generally will happen if you can just keep plugging away because anyone who started a business, they'll tell you it's not easy. There are a lot of difficulties that come with it, but good things happen if you just keep yeah. I think that's a, that's a key also is is you, you have to fail to grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, um, it's so easy to, like you said, to just say, I give up. I can't do it no more. Yeah. But if you really want to do it, if you really want to grow your business or start a business or or have any ambition at all in anything, you have to take the fails with yeah. the achievements because mm-hmm. it's, they, they go hand in hand. Yep. So if you don't, if you're not failing, something's wrong. <laughs> I mean, you're going to fail in the beginning. Hopefully mm-hmm. you you develop a system yep. where you minim- minimize the failures, mm-hmm. but it's the beginning part that's mm-hmm. the hardest part. And that's where you have to keep your focus on yep. to persevere, to succeed. Amen to that's that. That's awesome. And, and I think the other big thing is approaching what you do with a sense of gratitude because I'm, I'm so appreciative for this opportunity to build out my vision and build this company that I really believe in that I think is going to do a lot of good for this world. And yes, there are, there are difficulties and hardships and the hours can be long. And sometimes it's difficult to stop thinking about the business because when you're a small company, it's like if you as a founder stop, it feels like your company stops. So it's difficult to take breaks from time to time. Yet when you, you put it in context, here you are running your own company, getting to build something that you feel so incredibly passionate about. I don't dread going to work in the morning. Yeah. I don't mind spending the long hours. I'm so grateful for this opportunity and those that have backed us and supported us that I'm just I'm trying to make the most of those opportunities. And I think when you approach approach life generally and especially business with a sense of gratitude, it has a funny way of turning what you have into enough. So mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, Andrew, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Much success to you, and I hope to hear a lot of buzzing around and see drones cleaning buildings soon. Thank you, and thanks again for having me. Okay, and if anyone out there needs a building cleaned and wants to use a drone, I'm sure Andrew can hook them up with something yes, to do it Yes, yes, we can. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing about Andrew and his company, Lucent Drone Technologies, and how they got started. And let me tell you, it's an amazing place. The drones are huge. They're not these things you buy at Best Buy. These are real high-end, high-capacity drones. And I would love to see them fly. Thanks, Andrew, for being a guest on the podcast and for sharing your story with us. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Charlotte Business Podcast. I really hope these podcasts bring you value and insight to our local business community. If you're trying to grow a business or wanting to start a business, my hope is that these podcasts will encourage you to go out and take that chance and succeed in your business. If you have any questions you would like to ask, or you have questions that you want us to ask people we interview, or you yourself have a business and would like to be a guest on our podcast, just contact us at charlottebusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email, send us questions, ideas. If you have a business in your area that you're curious about, want to know more about, we'll contact them, see if we can get them to be a guest. And we'll just keep this podcast growing. 
And again, thank you so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already. Tell all your friends. Share it. Uh, leave comments in the comment section. Uh, if you have questions you would like answered about business, if you have ideas for businesses that we can uh, possibly get on the podcast and interview the owners, please leave them in the comment sections or send us an email at charlottebusinesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to support the podcast and help us grow further, you can do so at patreon.com slash charlotte slash charlotte business podcast. I've been talking too much today. Anyway, thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next time.